Hello, apartment friends. It's me, Leslie Mathis, with the Multifamily Streamlined Podcast. I want to share a little snippet from some recent soul searching. While this won't come as a surprise for most of you, for me, it is always going to be about people. I mean, always. I can't think of a scenario that wouldn't ring true for me. While I won't fall on my sword for my absence, nor will I promise to be here every Tuesday, I know this experience needed to happen before I could share my next two-part series. It has been a good reminder of what pivot really means. If you set goals and life changes, you might need to readjust those goals so you are not living a life of disappointment. Just like now, my responsibilities at Woodfield will always come before this podcast. This is not a bad thing, but as things evolve, your goals might need to as well. To be transparent, I wrote my 2021 goals before we started chasing our big scary dream, or maybe it was simultaneously. I don't know. But as that plan has begun to unfold, it has taken me away from my creative time. Unfortunately, I had to reprioritize, which meant my family and my paying gig came first. But as I reflected over the last 90 days, a few things hit me like a ton of bricks. I feel like we are walking a path that will lead us to a best-selling family novel. I really wish I would have blogged or captured it all in a journal. Maybe next time. Most recently, we sold our home in Raleigh, and we are living in a tiny apartment temporarily until we iron out the next steps of our big crazy dream. I will share along the way, but no, it will be a journey. As we packed and prepared to move out of our home of 11 years, I sat there day after day wondering if I was supposed to be sad leaving my home that we raised our family in and created memories in for the last 11 years. I felt bad for not being sad, but the truth is I never had a strong connection to the home. It really was more of a feeling that it checked a box or served a purpose for me, the big hairy guy, and our three children. It never felt like emotions I have with my parents' home. But even at that, with my parents' house, I'm not really sure it's the actual house, but really just the lake. Around the same time, I was interviewing marketing firms for our newest Nashville project, and I found myself sharing the details of the project with joy and delight, but I also noticed I told each of the firms that I interviewed, it is always about the people for me, that the project is so personal that as I choose a team to build out the brand, we have to be a good fit for each other. Our beliefs and goals for the project have to align, and because we will be working so closely together on this undertaking, it becomes all about people. And perhaps it only makes sense that the foundation be about the people, because that is who we are creating this experience for, more people. And then, just like that, the home I wasn't really sad to leave all made sense. It's not the place, but the people that makes the memory. I didn't need to be sad to leave the house because the people I love with every ounce of my being were coming with me. We are going to have new houses along the way and new experiences and new memories. Some will be good and some not so great, maybe even bad. But as long as those four people are with me and Henry, my golden doodle, all is well, and we will figure it out along the way together. That's our world too. We should think about that every day we walk through the door of our office and before we hit the sales floor, it's the people that make a difference in the sales experience. That means you, you are the difference and you need to think about that as you sell the prospect their new home. 
I've said it a million times, but all things equal, people buy from the person they like the most. And all things unequal, people still buy from the person they like the most. That truly is why we spend the time identifying our differences, building our story, and creating an experience that only we can offer. While this will be an unpopular comment, this is not about who can offer the lowest rent or highest concession. The concession war is raging at a whole new level these days, and that path will not take us down the road of creating a sticky resident. You can disagree with me all you want and tell me that I have to offer concessions because my competitor is doing it. Are you jumping off the bridge just because your friends are doing it too? No, you will never convince me. And I can show you time and time again that it's not about rent or the concession, but rather the people and the experience. You guys, don't fall prey to that leasing approach. Trust me, I know what is going on in several markets and concessions are needed. But I can also show you in markets that are ridden with concessions how you can outlease your market week after week at higher rates and without concessions, or at least with minimal concessions. And every time it will come down to people. This week alone, I have three times in three different markets that we have to offer concessions because it is a concession-driven market. One of those markets I have been in the last four years, and all four years it has been a concession-driven market. The concessions in this specific market have nothing to do with the pandemic. They have been the absolute same the last four years. It's a habit or a crutch that you don't have to participate in. And guess what? I went to several properties in those markets that are offering heavy concessions, and not one property wowed me or created an experience. Okay, that's a lie. One property wowed me, and they have knocked it out of the park with their project. But in my opinion, based on the conversation with the manager, they are offering concessions just because everyone else is. What I can tell you is they have something special, really special, and most likely are just giving money away because if you want to live at this deal, you're going to live there because it's just that cool. And listen, I'm not wowed that often. The concession there felt very owner-driven to you. And hey, I know that happens sometimes. Hear me out on one more thing. I mentioned a few minutes ago, and I truly believe we all want to do this. We want a stickier resident. We want the resident who is going to stay with us for a long time. It is great for our renewal percentage and keeps turn costs low. But for most of us, our actions don't align with our goals. We want a stickier resident, but we throw rent discounts out there and concessions to create leasing velocity. The two just don't go together. It's just not possible. When we take this approach of lower rents and higher concessions, we are driving a prospect to our site that is happy to move for the next best deal. Guess what that does for you? It creates the perfect recipe for living a life on the insanity wheel. What if you took a portion of that concession money and put towards a more strategic marketing campaign or towards building out the experience on site to set yourself apart from your comps? What if your marketing spend went up by 20%, but your concessions went down by 80% or even 60%? What if you increased the value perception for the prospect, which led to higher rents? What if stepping out of your comfort zone led to increased NOI? I'm not saying this is easy, but what I am saying is it is possible when, you're, when your comps are doing the exact opposite. 
you can learn to educate the prospect and the value of higher rents and less concessions. You have to believe and surround yourself with a team that buys in too. Otherwise, you will be defeated out of the gate. We aren't the only ones that do this. Look at Starbucks, Chick-fil-A, Nordstrom, boutique hotels, craft beer, Hall's Chop House. The list truly goes on and on, but all of those are based on experience, which comes down to people every time. Same goes for us. If we create the experience, the prospect is going to be willing to pay more money to call our deal home, especially the renter by choice. When we get comfortable sharing in a professional way why we are higher priced and don't offer those big concessions, we start educating the prospect on the experience and what makes us different. It begins to build the foundation for everything we just mentioned. It begins the buy-in process from the prospect. Yes, I want that $5 cup of coffee from Starbucks and not the $1.50 from the gas station. It's okay to acknowledge that we are higher priced and this is why. Now we show them the thoughtfulness that went into crafting this experience for them and what it will mean living there day after day. You are going to be the difference. You are the ones that are going to make their moving experience less painful. And once they are moved in, you will be the one that makes the experience unique with events and follow-up and making sure service requests are taken care of promptly. You will be the continued resource for them making their life easier. This is what people are willing to pay for, not deal hop over. Now, it is more than just a beautiful apartment with great amenities that everyone else has. It's about you. It's always about the people. If you don't believe me, come back next week to hear about making the right hiring decisions and then a two-part series to follow about surprise and delight. We can agree to disagree, but hear me out based on facts, not just my feelings. While I know I sound a little soapboxy, This truly is my passion, and I want to share the facts from my experiences in a way that you can see and create the same sales environment at your property or in your portfolio. As always, thank you for joining me, and I'll see you back here soon.